So, G, please enlighten me. What what do you have for news? What caught your eye this week? Well, um, this week, I don't have anybody who died, but I do have something from my home country, London. London. So, English news. English news. It's raining. That wouldn't be news, but um, if it stopped, it might be. Ah, okay. Anyhow, in London, uh, this week... Um, I saw that Uber has lost its license to operate in London. What? How, how is that possible? Well, um, apparently there's been some problems with the way that they've been running. And the mayor of London and the transport council, or whoever makes these decisions, they have decided that um, Uber represents a, a, a risk. They haven't got a, a risk. Order. Well, one of the problems is, the main problem is, that um, there's been a case of falsification of driver documents. So what's been happening is that you've got people hacking the accounts of Uber drivers and or taking their details and pretending to be them. So then, uh, but I think something similar, well, not quite the same. They, They haven't been actually hacking the documents, but there were some problems in Brazil as well. There have been problems in Brazil as well, yes. Um, but but I Brazil hadn't actually heard about any, any Uber driver getting hacked in Brazil. I mean, they were, they were just presenting, simply riding up in a black car and presenting themselves as Uber drivers. Ah, well, actually, by coincidence, I read today that there have been five drivers in Rio who were also um, prosecuted for uh, stealing the de- details of uh, existing Uber drivers. Um, and in this case, there were five previous Uber drivers who had <laughs> been dismissed for different crimes, and they had managed to get back into the scheme by they, pretending they to be in. somebody else. Oh, so you, so you have the Uber, they were Uber false, basically. They were Uber false. So obviously, they were well in with the company in terms mm. of knowing how it operates. And apparently, the only thing that's real about these guys is that their photo and their phone number is, is genuine. Okay. And everything else is somebody else's details. Okay, so but that's now that's the case of Rio that you're talking about. So that's the case in Rio, and that's also what was happening in London, which the same, is why... The same scam. The same scam, and that's why, or one of the reasons why Uber has lost its license. But there's a twist to oh, the story, Oh, you? yeah, I, I'm waiting for the twist. The twist is that there's a rival... Um, what do they call them? Ride-sharing companies? Uh, okay, or, ride-sharing, yes. There's correct. a rival Indian ride-sharing company that has been granted its license in <laughs> London. At the same time, would you believe, uh, which is called Ola. 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 Like, yes. like God? Like Allah? No, not Allah. Ola. Oh, okay. Um, and would you believe that the mayor of London is actually an Indian? <laughs> <laughs> So mm, I'm just... That's kind of a strange coincidence. Putting two and two together and making mm. six, possibly. Mm. But anyway, it does seem an interesting coincidence. Ah, that's, that's good. That's but ha- there, there are 45,000 Uber drivers in London, apparently. And how many of those are false, do they know? Well, they reckon that over a period of three months, from the end of last year to the beginning of this year, there were 15, or 14 or 15,000 rides that were carried okay. out by false drivers. 14 or 15,000 by false drivers, false yes. Ubers. False Ubers. But now, did they receive fourteen or 15,000 complaints, or were these just people that were pretending to be somebody else, charging a normal price, and just running away with the money? Well, they would have identified the the drivers involved, and they would have had records of how many okay. drives, rides they gave. 
Um, and in some cases, I, I believe in Rio, that the reason those guys were caught was that uh, one or two of the genuine drivers tried to go back to Uber and they found somebody was already using their details. Oh. And that's how they, they, they caught these guys. So Yeah, that's no good. Wow. Interesting. Well, interesting it, it's story. interesting and a little scary from the safety point of view. Particularly, Certainly. Particularly if you're a lady traveling alone, I would have thought. Or anybody that's non-Indian, of course, it's scary as well. Well, I guess if you're Indian, you can join Allah, and they're taking, they're recruiting apparently. You can and join Allah and pray to Allah that exactly. you get the right, right driver. So I imagine the Uber drivers are leaving London, uh, leaving Uber and heading oh. to Allah in London. That's but, negative Uber news. Hadn't heard, hadn't thought about that. Yes. Uh, yeah, anyhow, what, what do you have for us uh, to kick off this week? This week, I have good news. Oh, for welcome. Yeah, good news for anyone that wants to go to the United States frequently. Okay. Because the United States Embassy has decided that they are going to start a, a global entry program for frequent flyers to the United States who present a low risk. Now, with this, you could think about business people that travel quite frequently to the United States, mm. but perhaps also normal passengers. If they ha have certain requirements, they can go into the global entry program. And that has the advantage that you will have, go through customs much faster than normal. So what's the criteria then? How do they identify who's a low risk and who isn't? Well, in this particular news, I don't know exactly what the, all the criteria is. They simply say that they, they have established that the program has been approved by the United States government and therefore it can proceed. And I assume that the details of this are going to be left open to the, the United States uh, consulate and embassy here locally. Because by implication, if they're a frequent flyer to the United States, then they've been approved previously, and therefore they don't need to be approved again, probably. Exactly. It's going to facilitate visa process, but also entry process into mm -hmm. the United States. So with this, uh, you can assume that normally you have to go through a very long customs line Whereas with this program, you simply have you, your fingerprint registered, you go through a small kiosk, and you're processed much quicker. Ah, that's what So it you is. can avoid the long lines. So it's about the entry into the U.S. rather than the obtaining of a visa then, yeah? Exactly. It's about the in actual entry in the airport, uh, going through customs and entering into the country. Mm. Uh, now, just a, a couple sm small little facts. Since 2017, approximately 2 million Brazilians have traveled to the United States annually. So that's that's quite a few travelers going to the United States. Oh, okay. That's the total. It's not the same two million every year then, no? I would assume not. No, okay. But I didn't actually ask about that. Yes, but can you give me some guess about how much these people spend annually in the United States? Annually, on average, in the United States... Two, two million Brazilians. Two million, I On vacation, say, okay, going to Orlando, New York. They're going to spend at least probably $1,500 each, so therefore that's going to be about two billion, something like that? Two billion. Mm. You're a little bit low. Really? Low. My goodness. Think a little bit more. Approximately seven billion. They seven billion. Seven billion annually. So wow. of course, in it's in the United States' interest to let these people come in. More, more, more visitors. Mm. Uh, I don't know if that's going to necessarily translate into more housing or more opportunities. But for anybody that wants to go to the United States who is thinking about becoming a businessman, please contact us and we can help you. <laughs>